she'd never been particularly robust. Despite only being in her early fifties, she'd aged considerably since her son's death, her golden blonde hair turning silver-grey almost overnight. Did you hear any news while you were out shopping today? Camille politely inquired, her tone of voice flat as she sliced up the tart. When I bought our bread this morning, the boulanger told me that although the southern part of France around the spa town of Vichy is seen as a zone libre, Marshal Pétain, who is in control, still insists upon cooperating with Hitler. He apparently believes the state has greater rights than the people, so the area may not be as free as he claims it to be. Camille's pale blue eyes narrowed as she considered this. That may well be the case. The man does have strong fascist sympathies. The boulanger also said I should take care, as there's a growing resentment among some French that the British haven't done enough to help prevent the German invasion. Hmm. An attitude which will make them anti-British as well as anti-Nazi. Perhaps you should go back to England while you can, dear girl, to be safe. Would you come with me? The older woman's eyes frosted over as she avoided meeting Brenda's gaze. As you know, I have no wish to return to my over-controlling husband. I was born and brought up here in France. This is my home. They both fell silent following this familiar response, concentrating on enjoying an unexpected treat. The eggs made available thanks to a neighbour who kept chickens. Were it not for her fondness of this dear lady, and the fact she was expecting Jack's child, Brenda knew she would have returned to Manchester long since. Oh, she missed it badly, and her many dear friends, particularly Cathy, whom she'd known for most of her life, as well as Jack's sister Prue. There were times when she ached to hear a northern voice cracking jokes with their deliciously dry sense of humour. But here she was, stuck in France. Thousands of Parisians had already fled the city. Just days before the invasion, at Camille's insistence, she and Jack had tried to leave. They'd found the Gare de Lyon packed out, there were hundreds of people carrying mountains of luggage, desperate to get on a train and escape the threat of occupation. There were women wheeling babies in prams, young men barging about, and children and dogs running everywhere. Then, a station porter had called out, Il n'y a pas de train! As there were no trains, with a resigned sigh, she and Jack had drifted back to the apartment. As summer progressed, Brenda noticed many neighbours who had escaped returned home, having suffered from starvation, bombing raids and severe losses to their families or belongings out on the open roads. Some were ordered back by the Germans, yet other people were still desperately striving to get away. And who could blame them? France was in complete turmoil, Shops and restaurants closed, 
clothes, shoes and even furniture littering the streets. Chaos reigned as the Germans now occupied and ruled most of the country. Brenda's mind flipped back to the day in June when the enemy had first entered the city. It was a moment in history that would never be forgotten. Jack had held her close, his arm tight about her shoulders as they stood together watching the rumble of tanks, guns and thousands of soldiers stream along the streets, the crowds mingling around them, eerily silent. We can't allow them to get away with this, he'd murmured through gritted teeth. We need to drive them out. How can we possibly do that? she'd asked. These German soldiers look extremely tough and determined and very strictly disciplined. We should make light.